Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Patience Adamu. And I'm Curtis Vermont. And this is The Trend podcast by Black professionals for Black professionals about the political and economic decision-making that affects our community. Stay tuned as we talk Canadian news and Black issues on a regular basis. And if you support our work to keep you informed, please subscribe. On this episode, we're happy to welcome friend of the drip, Selena Cesar Chavan, back to the pod to discuss her bid to become Toronto's next mayor. When the dynamic business leader, academic, former MP, and best-selling author last joined us, we had a no-holds-barred conversation about her time in office, and it was one of the most popular episodes we've had to date. Now she joins us to discuss her campaign and why Torontonians may want to give her a look before they go to the polls on June 26th. Selena, how have you been, boss? How's the campaign been so far? I've been good. I'm so glad to be back on the drip. Yeah. We'll see in the house. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm so happy. Thank you for having me back. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Well, you know, uh, you, you did kind of let us know that uh, you thought that we'd be on camera today. So you're all ready to go later on for the Harry Jerome Awards, right? Yeah. So we won't be too long on the pod. And uh, why don't we just jump right in? Sure. Let's do that. So, Selena. There's a crowded field of 50-plus candidates from across the political spectrum seeking to replace former Mayor John Tory. In your opinion, what distinguishes you from the pack? Well, I think that there's there's a couple of things that is going to distinguish me. The first thing is that I understand that sto- that Toronto has a story to tell. You know, we're frustrated as a city. You know, people are saying that we we're not the city we once were. Um, we're not the the stories of promise that we once told. We're not. You know, we're we don't have that energy back. But that energy runs in our DNA. And so the plan that I'm putting forward is to remember those days remember when joe carter hit that that home running winning <laughs> run remember when uh jana hefford you know slapped home plate and brought the the gold home in, in t- 2002 and remember when uh-huh. you know the raps won in 2019 yeah. so it's really going to be about rebuilding re-energizing that 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 energy because nostalgia is not dead and 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 winning runs in our veins in Toronto. So how do we become a self-sustaining city that's able to rebuild back better, more inclusive, more compassionate to ensure that everybody has that winning energy and that opportunity to thrive? I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay, so like keeping on the same theme, jumping to the issues. Yes. We have housing, crime and safety, mental health, and deteriorating services. These have all been front and center in Toronto for the last few months, if yes. not the last few years. 
Yeah. One might say that that's kind of part of the legacy of John Tory's low tax approach to government and some others may point to the pandemic. What is your strategy to address these issues? So I think it's a combination of things, right? Low tax, pandemic. Mm -hmm. But the thing that we need to do is make sure that Toronto is a city that is self-reliant. So right now, when we think about our property taxes, cover 97% of our revenues. That is not a model for sustainable building of a major city, the biggest city in Canada. It is not a way to sustain all of the services, all of the um, public supports that are required. So the the heart of this platform or my platform is going to be tax reform. And when we think about that, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel and propose any more new multi-million dollar incentives that I'm hearing from some of my other uh, competitors because we do not have the money. So right. then what do, we, what do we do? Number one, I understand that Torontonians are frustrated. I'm not going to increase property taxes above the inflation rate over the next two years. But I am going to explore different revenue tools, such as parking levies, um, which can bring in almost 170 to $550 million annually. Wow. And I think more importantly, more importantly, I'm going to leverage the relationships that I have, especially with the federal government, to carve out a 1% of the GST for Toronto. Now that looks like $550 million on an annual basis that grows with the economy. So that money will be specifically earmarked for things like social assistance and social housing. So we're not using our property taxes (laughs) to cover things that should be covered by other tax forms. So at the heart of it is going to be, look, let's get new revenue streams in. I've mentioned too, that's going to bring in almost a billion dollars on an annual basis. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of things that we need to get Toronto back on track. And I'll I'll close with this on, on this last question. It's not just about saying I'm going to try to get 1% of the GST. I'm going to try to do it in two years, meaning in my third year of office, if I don't get this done, I'm going to be real uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm putting some skin in the game to say, Toronto, I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to make sure this gets done so that we have the proper housing supports. We have the social program supports. We have the mental health supports that we need. We have the things that are going to create a foundation for this city that's going to create a legacy so we can start to build those stories of the win. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, 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 so we had uh, MP Michael Koto as well as MP Ariel Kayabaga on the show recently. And, yes. you know, uh, MP Koto made a very good uh, uh, point about the fact that Toronto is unlike any city anywhere else in the country, um, quite frankly, pretty much anywhere in the world in that it doesn't have the ability to truly tax um, despite all of its needs. He yeah. did mention one thing being, you know, he would push for a charter city. And, and you know, just considering what you just said about pushing for the 1% in GST, you know, is that on the table as well? Would it be a part of that? What are your thoughts? So, I mean, so in exploring tax tools and exploring other modes of um, of getting revenues in, there is there is no there's no holds barred here. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Toronto is the biggest city in Canada. So right. if we have a goal of becoming a charter city and, and, and adopting some kind of constitutional protection for that, then I, I see that as a possible option. Mm-hmm. However, in the interim, 
the, the two strategies that I've mentioned, one says, hey, Toronto, we need to cover our own um, our own value or create our own different kind of revenue tools. The right. other one says, you know what? A lot of the services have been downloaded to Toronto, especially mm-hmm. housing and others. The only municipality in, in Ontario is the only province that has done that. So there has to be a way to have the federal and provincial government step up but also have ways to create our carve out our own niche, our own revenue streams, and a charter city is not off the table for that. I hear that. Yep, yep, yep. I hear that. So, on the matter of the city's drug crisis, which you know I'll call it that, um, there is an important debate playing out right now. So, on the one hand, we've got folks like Olivia Chow, Anna Bailao, you know Josh, Josh Matlow, uh, Mitzi Hunter, and Brad Bradford who support. Toronto Public Health's request for a federal decriminalization exemption, which would decriminalize small amounts of drugs going back to 2021. And then we got Mark Saunders, who says, nah, slow down a little bit, fam, and opposes the further decriminalization of drugs. It's worth noting that the current police chief supports decriminalization as well. Yes. How about you? And what's your reasoning yes. either way? So, so from the time I was a, a member of parliament, um, this issue has been on the table about the decriminalization of all drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see, uh, you know, BC sort of taking the lead on that. Ontario should have taken the lead on that. Decriminalization is, it, it, it has the ability to have harm rejection, it reduces stigma, it allows people to not be afraid to get the the access to treatment and, and sources that they need. Um, you know, it, it's, it actually goes against the evidence uh, to say that you're not going to decriminalize or at least start to take the approaches towards decriminalization. So, I mean, when we look at other, at other jurisdictions, um, a decriminalized model opens the door for um, for other services to be provided, for safe consumption sites, for treatment, for detox, for other things. So we don't just want to talk about decriminalization of drugs within a vacuum. We mm-hmm. want to talk about it with all of the other wraparound supports, especially around mental health and addiction. When, it, when we're talking about detox, when we're talking about treatment, when we're talking about safe consumption sites, they all have to come in a comprehensive package. And of course, the broader context of getting people jobs and making sure they have, they're housed. Mm-hmm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I, I think one of the concerns, certainly that I have, you know, and this is me saying this 
with a progressive rationale, right? For example, I remember um, back in December, Tamika and I, that's my fiance, Tamika and I were uh, going to see a movie at Young and Dundas, which is a place that, you know, back when I was working downtown, I would frequent all the time. Now that I'm a suburban guy, I frequent it once in a while. This period in December was the first time I had ever seen, and so we had parked underground, you know, under Young and Dundas. We came up through one of the stairways, and what we saw in the stairway, what I saw for the first time in my life, was a whole bunch of needles, someone literally peeing in the, you know, the the hallway, uh, a congregation of of folks, right, which kind of spoke to a deterioration. And then the other aspect to that is that nearby, as we know, is a safe consumption site. So a lot of folks are now concerned, well, okay, if we're going to have the safe consumption sites, how do we ensure that we don't have, you know, paraphernalia everywhere and so on and so forth? What are your, yeah. what's your position on that? Yeah. So Toronto has a comprehensive response to, um, to drug use, to safe consumption sites, that is quite frankly a, a little. It, it needs some updating, mm-hmm. um, and so it, it is. It is quite dated, um, and so although a lot of the action items have been complete, there there are serious updates. So again, having those wraparound services around the um, the safe injection sites is critically important um, within the city and also outside of the core of the city. So I want to make sure that that distinction is made. Um, Indeed. But but to your point, if those uh, sites are not properly maintained, they don't have sustainable, predictable funding to Mm. support the mental health supports, the social services that go with it, the housing structures that go with it, the the ability to get jobs that go with it, then you are going to have a mixed match of people who are flowing in and out of a system that they, they, because there isn't the wraparound supports for them to to access. Indeed. So, So there, there has to be a prioritization around not just updating the 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 overdose prevention action plan, but also saying that this is a multi pronged approach that cannot just we cannot just talk about safe consumption sites or you know the fact that there's needles everywhere without thinking well how do we think a more compassionate comprehensive um, understanding to what is going on that includes everything from addiction to housing to jobs to trans transforming yourself through that system. I like the way that sounds very much. Our audience knows, of course, that that all of these conversations and discussions around criminalization and the criminal justice systems and, 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 and amendments to the criminal justice system really impact the Black community, in particular in the city yes. of Toronto. Yes. Uh, this week, Doug Ford's Labour Minister, Monty McNaughton, announced that Ontario would spend $12 million to help some of the 1 million people with criminal records get back into the job market. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cited that the records block many from meaningful employment, we know this, which keeps them in a cycle of crime and or poverty, neither of which is good for our communities mm-hmm. and our or our economy. Seeing as this program would only have about 2,200 Ontarians through about nine organizations, would you seek to supplement this program so it has a greater effect in the city of Toronto? So, so this is one of the areas where that 1% 
can help, right? That 1% mm -hmm. GST mm -hmm. and social yeah. services and social programming. So, so right now to introduce new programs, you have to have the money to support it. Now, we also do know that throughout the criminal justice system, there's an overrepresentation of Black and Indigenous people, not yeah. because they're, they're any worse, but there is biases and racism that exists in the system that depending on where their postal code is or, mm -hmm. um, you know, who they are, they end up not getting the services that they need within the system. Therefore, they are having even more trouble when they come out. So 100% that the, the entire justice system needs to be looked at. That is not what you could do as a mayor. However, right, right. as mayor, what we can do is, is support some of these, these, um, these programs. Um, I was actually uh, going to have a meeting later on this week with um, some folks at My Reset, which is a, an organization that does just that. Indeed. Um, helps to, to integrate Canadians with criminal records back into the workforce. The challenge with these kinds of, of programs, though, is that you have to have sustainable, predictable funding so that the capacity and the capability of those programs could grow. If you do not have that at its core, there is going to be a there's going to be challenges. And even when you think about community based prevention programs for up for for any kind of criminal activity, you know, looking at some evidence from the University of Washington, for example, for every um, dollar spent on prevention, on these sort of uh, reducing recidivism rates for, for any kind of criminal activity, there was an $11 return on that investment. Right. right. So, so making these investments are important and they're they're viable, but they're also they return on that because you get people back into the economy, you get people working, you get yep. people buying houses, you get people buying goods and services, so yep. that your GDP grows with that dollar. So when you invest one dollar, you get eleven dollars back. That's a good strategy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, uh, any any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our listeners? You know what? This election is is going to be about uh, resetting or pro finding a proper foundation for Toronto. Um, what you're going to see in my plan, you're not going to see a lot of multi-million dollar promises that we just do not have the capacity mm. to to fulfill. It's going to be realistic. We're going to look at the current programs that are in place, put a mm. business model to it, support the ones that are doing really well, bolster others that are that have the, the possibility of having impact, and cut some of the ones that are lagging behind. Also mm. looking at a lot of tax reform to ensure that we're able to be a self-sustaining city. This is what is going to allow us to build back Team Toronto. And again, mm. it, it's the promise. It's the promise of... Of, of having better. It's a promise of thriving. And if people put their faith in me, we will return to a championship Toronto that we could all be proud of because it's already in our DNA. Now let's just make it happen. Hey. <laughs> That's a word right there. That's a word. That's a word. <laughs> a word. Well, Selena, we're so glad that we got to chat with you again and we wish you the very, very best on the campaign trail. If people want to support your campaign, how can they get in touch and how can they learn more about what you're up to? For sure. So uh, the website is going to go live. Uh, it's selenaformayorto.com. Uh, you could volunteer there, get launch signs, donate there, and find out the entire platform there so that we could build 
Team Toronto. I look forward to seeing that platform. It sounds amazing so far. <laughs> You've just listened to episode 98 of The Trip. We're releasing pods on a monthly basis, so subscribe to stay up to date. You can also keep up with us on our Instagram and through our Patreon pages dedicated to the podcast. Follow us or support us at The Drip T.O. You know, we love all of our listeners, but a message specifically to our Black listeners, we hope that you know that this is a safe space created, made for you. So if you have any questions or, or feedback, feel free to slide in our DMs and let us know what's up. We'd also like to give a special shout out to Toronto's very own Be On Location for the sounds you're hearing now. You can find more tracks from him wherever you get your music. Thanks again to Selena Caesar Chavan for joining us. Thank you so much, Curtis Patience, for uh, bringing me back on the drip. Triple C loves being here. Hey. So thank you to all your listeners and thank you for your continued support. Love you all. Ashley. Love you too. And remember, Toronto, Election Day is Monday, June 26th. See y'all next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.